thought it was kind of a slow news day today and this weekend. Amy Coney Barrett got nominated. We all knew that was going to happen. Democrats are kind of flipping out, but they really don't have a leg to stand on. She's going to get nominated, so who cares? So I decided we're going to talk a little bit about Amy Coney, Coney Barrett. No, we're going to talk about the history of the Democrats with the uh, with the Supreme Court picks and any court pick. And I think we should talk about Biden because tomorrow Joe Biden, Sleepy Creepy Joe, is going to have his first debate with Donald Trump. Surprisingly, he hasn't quit yet. So uh, apparently it's going to go through and this is going to be really ugly for Joe Biden. I am so looking forward to it. So let's talk about Joe Biden's manifesto with Bernie Sanders. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I am so busy doing my Legos Yoda. I, I almost didn't do this podcast simply because there just really wasn't a lot to talk about. But I did find, I did think, I was listening to Fox News, and Fox News said, hey, you gotta listen to Biden's his, uh, what is it called? The uh, manifesto that Bernie Sanders helped him create. So I said, okay, you know, screw it. Let's read about it. And I found something from the Wall Street Journal. And I pay for the Wall Street Journal. So I said, screw it. I'm going to listen to it. And then once I'm finished this podcast, I'm actually going to go work on Yoda again, get through step five of 12 steps. Oh, this thing is so awesome. It's really hard. Okay. Um, from the Wall Street Journal, there is an article called The Biden-Sanders Manifesto by Phil Graham. A uh, great article, basically giving an overview of the Biden policies, which are based on Bernie Sanders' belief system. I think it might be important to go over some of the policies because of the debate tomorrow, and simply because Biden doesn't really talk about his policies. He just, just kind of just says some stupid things. His big, his big run against Donald Trump is because it's Donald Trump and doesn't like Donald Trump and Donald Trump's bad and he's got orange hair and his face is orange and that's about it. I mean, no talk about Hunter Biden, by the way, who you will remember from the last podcast, you know, was financing women for sex trafficking, but in, hey, that's not a big deal, apparently. Uh, and it's a slow news day, so let's talk about this. Eventually, what I'm going to do is I, I do want to have a podcast where I talk about his policies. I actually go to his website and I look at his policies because they're there. Uh, there's just a lot of them. So we'll have to do that. Now, one thing to remember is that we are coming off record unemployment lows for all races and genders. The highest stock market numbers and the highest consumer confidence, which includes housing, for maybe 40 years, it was that damn virus from China that actually stopped all this. It had nothing to do with Trump. Uh, of course, there's some redirection that's being done here, and that's basically what Graham really kind of points out in the beginning of his article. So... I'm only going to take certain sections of the article and talk about them. So let, let's look at the first part of the article. Quote, yet after he won the nomination, that's Biden, as the only, quote, moderate, end quote, in the race, the new world of the coronavirus shutdown revealed a new candidate who wants, quote, not just to rebuild the economy, but to transform it, end quote. 
as Biden said in his May address. Mr. Biden, Biden's dramatic political transformation has exposed what many have always suspected. Moderate Democrats aren't socialists unless they think they can adopt some socialist policies and survive politically. This is true. Remember, the goal of Democrats is power. It has nothing to do with helping the poor man or anything like that. It, that if you believe that, that is all bullshit. It, it, that's not a thing that they're into. They want it, and they want it everywhere. They lose a presidential uh, election in 2016. They want to eliminate the Electoral College. The Supreme Court is a 6-3 conservative after Amy Coney Barrett gets nominated. They want to pack the court. Add Democrats to the court. Four to six Democrats, from my understanding. Democrats don't vote like Republicans. So send them ballots. Get, get rid of the need to have identification, amongst other things. Or maybe send them two ballots. What the hell? And then harvest the ballots. Have Democratic operatives go out there and actually harvest the ballots. It's all about power. And they will blow up this system that keeps them in power. Joe Biden wants power, even if it's only for a couple of months. He just wants to be in history. He was president. Uh, Kamala Harris, no question. She, that's all she is, is about power. She slept with a guy 40 years her senior to get power. She's a bad person. They both will do anything, including adopting socialist policies that conform to their base, that leftist base that didn't really wasn't interested in Biden. Biden's a con artist. Kamala Harris is a con artist. Well, Biden's a con artist with dementia, so it's going to get kind of tough for him to say much. So Graham continues. I like this Graham. I, I got to keep reading him. The Biden, quote, the Biden Sanders, quote, unity, end quote, manifesto envisions that socialism of an all-encompassing welfare state with virtually every need a right and every right guaranteed by taxpayer funding. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. And this is something that's not said enough. Let's talk about needs versus rights. The article talks about housing, health care, and education. Here's the thing. Those aren't rights. They have never been rights. Those are services. They've always been services. If you could pay for them, you got them. People have never been entitled to them. Heck, people have never been entitled to food or water. Never. The state would give you food, food lines. But back in the 1800s, back in the 1700s, if you didn't work, you did not have food, you starved and you died. In 1600, or 15, in the 1500s, when the first English came to Virginia, 90% of them died. They starved. Because it wasn't required that England give them food. They had to grow corn in order to have food. Half of them were more worried about money than corn, and they ended up dying. This is the first English settlement in Virginia run by the Virginia Company. They ended up having to adapt. That's how you survive in this world. Healthcare is the same thing. 
Healthcare is the same thing. Healthcare is a service. It's a doctor. He gives you that service and you pay him. Now, the doctor has gone to medical school for 12 years. He's worked as a resident for another four to seven years. Doctors know their stuff because they have to actually work for it. This is not, this is a service. A doctor who can basically diagnose anything that's wrong with you, and there are bad doctors out there, but for the most part, I've only run into one bad doctor in my entire life. Doctors, that's a service, and you should pay them what they ask. Medical has never been a right, ever, in this country, ever. Even now, it's not a right. You do not have a right to go to a dentist to make sure your cavity is filled. You do not have a right to go to a doctor and make him pay for your cancer surgery. That is not a right. It is a service, and the doctor should get paid. Um, I pray to God, pray to God, I want, say whatever I want, protest my government, protect myself. All this is without fear of going to pr- prison. So, I deserve all this stuff. And if a, someone won't give it to me, send them to prison or make them do something that is not, that I don't have to pay for. Get, get it from the government, which means you're paying for it anyway. The government has no money. This is the thing. The government does not have any money. The government takes money from someone, gives it to somebody else. The problem with health care and the government is that health care is forcing doctors to accept a certain fee for service. And... A lot of the time, the doctors are sitting back and saying, well, why did I work so hard? Why do you think things like nurse practitioners and um, P, uh, assistants, um, uh, provider assistants are becoming so common because they don't want to have to pay these people. And if they only get a BS in medicine, that's good enough. Maybe an MS in medicine. That's good enough. Doctors are becoming a rarity. The other problem I have is that Healthcare actually, well, hold on. Let's we'll get to that in a second. So let's continue with this article. I'm very passionate about this stuff. Sorry, it may have been confusing. Unfortunately, I'm kind of scanning my notes and and begin to talk. So let's let's Graham continues. Quote on healthcare. Mr. Biden and bought Mr. Sanders Medicare for all scheme, though on an installment plan. First, healthcare becomes a right where quote, no one pays more than 8.5% of their income, end quote. Mr. Biden's planned public option is heavily subsidized with no deductibles and low co-payments. Like current Medicare, this, quote, Medicare option, end quote, would further inflate the cost of private plans by making them pay more to compensate for government's underpayment to hospitals and doctors. The inevitable result would be the Medicare option would quickly, quote, compete, end quote, private plans out of business. Commercial banking would be similar, similarly threatened by new public-backed post office banks along with Fed, the Federal Reserve, which Mr. Biden wants to grant permanent authority 
to lend to businesses. Universal health care is, sca- is scary, and it is a, this is me talking, it is a shell game. That's all it is. Because it does what Graham says it's going to do. That's exactly what it's going to do. It's never going to be cheap. Eventually, what's going to happen is we're going to sit back, we're going to get health care, but you need to pay the doctors. You need to pay these people. And when tax money runs out, and it will run out, money is finite. Look at look at Venezuela. Venezuela ran out of money. That's socialism. That's how it works. Eventually, they're going to try and find some other way to pay it. And the way they're going to, what's going to end up happening? They're going to uh, cut it down. You're not going to be able to get the health care you need. It's crap. It's bullshit. If a doctor needs $300 an hour to perform a surgery and he's not going to get that, he's going to get $50, $100 an hour, guess what? He's not going to do it. We had a time when my daughter had a um, her appendix burst and we were trying to get a doctor in to, and I had private insurance, and we were trying to get a doctor in None of the doctors would go out because the private insurances sat back and limited what that doctor would get to remove her appendix. Her appendix ended up bursting. She was fine. A doctor did come in and the doctor did perform the surgery and it was because he was a real doctor. He actually gave a damn about the patients. And that's great. But that's what's going to happen to the extreme now. Eventually, we the government is going to run out of money to subsidize these doctors. And these doctors just aren't going to perform. And then you're going to have uh, medicine actually controlled to the point where if you're 76 years old and you have cancer, it's too bad. Yeah, you've, you've outlived your life anyway. Good for you. God bless. Go home and die. That's going to happen. That's the death panels. We know that happens. It happens in Sweden. It happens in Norway, where they have uh, Medicare for all or something of the type. They're actually free market systems. The other problem that I have here is that um, commercial banking would be similarly threatened by new publicly backed post office banks along with the Federal Reserve. What is this saying? This is the problem with socialism. Socialism is a virus. It is a virus, and it attacks. It begins to spread. So eventually, it's not just one institution that's affected. It becomes another institution. So the problem with Medicare for All, eventually you're going to have to find money to pay for it. And the best way to pay for it is to create public banks. So not only is it attacking your private insurance, it's also attacking your private banking system. We already see that... Um, healthcare is already beginning to seep its way into the education system. Uh, what's that education system? Foods. You know, kids are starving. So, or kids are hungry because their parents are not being parents, or they're not, or they're not planning for kids or anything like that. We already see. Well, now schools. The big problem with schools is not that the schools aren't open; it's that the schools can't give foods to the kids for lunches. Later on, you're going to see that Biden also wants 
the government to pay for dinners and, and dinners and breakfasts. That's going to be a real problem. You know what? The government can't afford it. The government has no money. The government takes money from people. That's what happens. The government sucks at everything. Why people don't get this, I don't know. So, Graham continues. As Biden would implement a version of the Sanders Green New Deal, only 15 years instead of 10 years, Mr. Biden's plan uses mandates and subsidies to indicate that the kind of energy, what kind of energy is produced, remaking the world's most efficient energy industry into the image of Solyndra. Do you remember what Solyndra is? The Solyndra was that company that Biden, or not Biden, but Obama, while Biden was vice president, put a lot of money into and it ended up going bankrupt because they didn't produce anything. I love this quote. It's right on. And the mandates and subsidies. What does that mean? Mandates means uh, mandates means they're going to put regulations on everything. What kind of car you can drive. How much heat you can use. How much air conditioning you use. How much electricity you can use. It's also going to put regulations on businesses that produce something that people want. Subsidies. Subsidies mean more money. So we're going to subsidize Solyndra or whatever energy company. And by the way, they don't subsidize energy companies that actually produce good, clean energy, like fracking for natural gas or uh, nuclear energy, which has been completely safe and it's completely clean. They subsidize companies that say, oh, we've got an idea. They have nothing to support it, which is what happened to Solyndra. It's taxes. It's regulation. This kills the private market. This kills free business. Do you know what I think the thing is that these Democrats just don't understand? And it's enough to drive me nuts. And I'm not going to get to my second story because I'm talking too much about this story. What drives me nuts is if you just, first off, two economists, environmental economists that just won the Nobel prize for economics. I think it was an accident. I think if the Nobel committee had actually looked at their paper, read their paper, they would have realized that they were not going with the narrative of the left wing. And by the way, it's not about Democrats at this point. It's always about left. You'll always hear me talk about left. The environmental protection is about the left. And I believe in that. But the two economic economists basically said that, um, yeah, we'll be fine and we only need to spend 3% of our GDP to fix the environment at the pace we're going. In other words, AOC, who got a degree in what the hell ever from Boston University and she should probably get her money back, is wrong. We're not going to die in 10 years. It's not going to happen. Or nine years now. It's not going to happen. So it's kind of... It's, we all want to do the best for the environment, but you know what the best thing we can do for the environment is? Leave it alone and let the free market take care of it. We've got Tesla now. We've got the Prius right now. California, even though it's on fire all over the place because of mismanagement by the government, and that shows you how bad the government is, the reality is the market knows that we need to create clean energy and the market will figure it out. 
They always figure it out. That's what's so annoying about this whole thing. Stop regulating everything. Let the free market take care. If a lot of people believe that the environment is bad, the free market will come up with the technologies to fix the free market. Graham continues, and his passion is now coming out. You can tell this guy, this guy really has a thing about this Biden plan. So he says, in all things, quote, the all, in all things, the government would direct, regulate, and mandate with armies of, quote, the best and the brightest, end quote, organized as a caring corp of subsidized health, child, elder care workers, plus a climate corps of environmental regulators. Government employees would enjoy the, quote, highest labor standards, end quote, for pay and benefits. A new right to strike for all workers would include secondary strikes like those that have recently paralyzed France. That's that yellow vest protests that they're talking about where the government actually started giving people rights to protest. I mean, they are still, the media doesn't talk about it at all, but the yellow vest protests are still going on. They're ruthless, they're violent, and Macron, I think his name is, the president of France is about ready to resign. It's that bad over there. With uh, Graham continues, with government for, of, and by government, all public servants would benefit except the police. Police are to be more closely tracked and exposed, and federal law enforcement would per- would be hampered with New York-style arrest and release programs. Disorder awaits, since Mr. Biden believes, quote, substance use disorders are diseases, not crimes, end quote, and, quote, no one should be in prison solely because they use drugs, end quote. American neighborhoods may soon resemble the streets of San Francisco. Yes, 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 and yes. And if Trump doesn't hit any of this stuff, and he will, there's no question he will. If Trump doesn't hit any of this stuff, he's an idiot. And he's committing political suicide. Because this is Joe Biden. Joe Biden wants the GDP of the United States to be mostly governmental. Now, what does that mean? It means that the income that people earn, GDP, is based on private markets or government markets. And right now, in, in back in the 1970s, or 70s, the percent to GDP that was government was like at 15%. Bush took over. It was about, oh, uh, uh, Clinton took over. It was about 20%. Now the percent to GDP uh, before Trump took over was close to 25%, which means 25% of all earnings in this country and all money spent came from the U.S. government. That's really bad. Biden will Biden and Sanders want that number Get this, from 40 to 60%. That's what AOC wants. She wants everyone having a job and the government pays for the job because the idea is there will be no free market. Everything will be socialized. Eventually, that number is going to be between 90 and 100% because the government owns everything. If you go to Venezuela, the GDP uh, percent, the government is 100%. The government controls everything. Not good, because look at how the government is running. 
Look at California. Percent of GDP is very high in California. I'd have to look it up, but I think it's around 40, uh, it's 35 to 40%. I'd have to look it up. I'm not sure. But look at how California is run. We're having rolling blackouts. We have forest fires everywhere. We're out of water. No one can survive a drought. It's disgusting. We want the government to give us our money. We want the government to give us our food, give us our health care, give us everything, give us our education. The government can't do it because they suck at absolutely everything. Okay, so Graham moves on. Let's get to the next section. This month, quote, this month we, he pledged to end the era of shareholder capitalism. That era began with the great economic awakening that followed the Enlightenment by rejecting shareholder capitalism and making private wealth subject to public demands. The Biden administration would take America back to the medieval world where labor and capital were forced to pay fealty to the crown, guild, church, and village, which leached the lifeblood out of the incentives to work and save. Yes, that's socialism. I love the language, but the one thing he could have said is, this is what socialism does. What is the point to invent? What is the point to innovate? What is the point to work if the government is going to take it away? Pay fealty to the government. We read Animal Farm. That's exactly what the animals are doing on Animal Farm. They're paying fealty to the pig Napoleon. This is a real thing. It happens everywhere. The difference is it's not fealty. It's taking it away. I have money. I'm scared to death that the government's just going to sit there and say, if Biden wins, the government's just going to sit there and say, okay, um, we're going to take away your money. We're going to take 50% of your taxes and out. And I know Biden has said 50,000 times that, you know, I'm only going to tax people who earn 400,000. That's bullshit. He's going to tax the middle class. He's going to tax everybody. The only people he's not going to tax are the poor. That's, that's going to happen. You make $100,000, you're going to get taxed like someone who makes 400000 And by the way, this whole thing of shareholder capitalism, the reason shareholders are there, shareholders are taking a risk by giving their money to a company. They could lose their money. Company goes under. They've just lost whatever they put into it. But that money isn't going to fat cat CEO's pockets. It really isn't. It's going into the development of the company. I can't stand the fact that people don't understand how, and it seems like, and we already know, Joe Biden knows how it is, He's he prevented himself from paying $500,000 in taxes last year by playing with the tax codes because of his investments. So we know what he, we know as far as shareholder capitalism, this is a guy who has been a shareholder. It's crap. And the second the government eliminates shareholder capitalism, who's going to actually give money to these businesses to grow? It's going to be the government. Where are they going to get that money? They're going to get it from the taxpayer. And what's going to end up happening? It's going to end up being all nationalized. You have any doubt about that? Uh, look at Cuba. Look at North Korea, look at Venezuela, look at the Soviet Union, look at China, which actually stopped doing that. 
because they couldn't keep up, it's absolute crap. Okay, uh, one more, one more, and then we're going to end it. I'm not going to get to my second story today, and that's fine, because it really wasn't a story. It was just a comment. Um, the final pill, quote, the final pillar of the Biden program is racial justice. Oh, God, yeah, because we don't have enough of that. Um, oh, I'll wait for a second. Ironically, the vice president to the first black president believes that America is systemically racist. His, quote, unity, end quote, program declares that virtually every significant gap in wealth, health care, housing, policing, education can be blamed on racism. By the way, that's called the anti-racist thing, which honestly is not a thing. Um, it's actually in colleges, it's called critical race theory, which is not a thing. Maybe we need to talk about this because there are, are some really popular guys that shouldn't be popular that believe that everything is about race. That if you're a white person, you are a racist. It's just, are you an anti-racist, which is you constantly condemn racism or are you a racist so right now i'm a white guy i'm a white guy i'm a racist period that's it period i'm a racist there's nothing i can do about it complete freaking bullshit people have made tons of freaking i'm actually going to read a book right now from one of these idiots uh ibram uh x candy I'm actually going to read a book just to see what he's got to say. But we're all racist no matter what. We can be a racist or we can be an anti-racist. I'm reading his book because I don't even know how to define an anti-racist. That's just, First off, I'm not a racist. It's bullshit. The guy is full of crap. I don't really care what he's got to say. But this race thing has gotten really, really, really old. And I, I'm really talking. So let's go move on. The The cure is a massive transformation of every aspect of American life using reparations commission, welfare transfers, subsidies, employment and promotion preferences, quotas, and even a new mandate to the Federal Reserve to seek racial equality. Every action that displaces merit with preference will reduce American efficiency and competitiveness. Absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. Tilting the system in the name of correcting old injustices will create new ones. Okay. Uh, first off, there are a couple things. He's absolutely correct. Everything he said there was correct. Okay. First off, the first thing he says is the goal of the Democrats is to create equality of outcome. The framers of the Constitution wanted to create equality of opportunity. So, we all are equal, and we should all be equal in our outcome. So, the CEO of Microsoft and the guy who digs ditches in the middle of Sepulveda Boulevard should have equal outcome. And if they don't have equal outcome, it is... It is... Uh, Bill Gates, who should be giving his money to the guy who is digging a dish on Sepulveda Boulevard. That's what it means. And if we don't do that, it's racism. And Bill Gates is white. He's a racist anyway. 
That's critical race theory. And if he doesn't want to give his money, it's because he's a racist. He's not an anti-racist. If he gives his money, he's an anti-racist, but it's got to hurt him. Okay, here's the first problem. First problem is that um, we are not equal. I'm not equal to Bill Gates. I'm pretty smart, but I'm not equal to Bill Gates. And I, But I'm good enough to earn a living. I'm good enough to be able to take care of myself. I'm responsible. But that does not mean equality. My outcome is the outcome that I designed. That's what the founding fathers wanted. It was a quality of of um, equality of opportunity, not equality of outcome. And this is where we're never Democrats and conservatives and the left are never going to agree on this stuff. That's why we're going to have a civil war. I, I truly believe we're not already in one. Because I believe you need to work for a living. I need to. I think you need to be clever. One of the reasons I'm doing this podcast is I'm trying something. Maybe I'll be succeed. Maybe I won't. But this is equality of opportunity. I am here. I do have the opportunity to do this stuff. I'm investing. And this seems to be something that everyone forgets. Does Bill Gates deserve the money he has? Freaking A, he does. Bill Gates, that guy digging that hole in Sepulveda, I don't know what his race is. I don't care. He's an example. But that guy digging, he didn't invest in anything. He didn't take chances in anything. He didn't invest in R&D. He didn't do anything to make Microsoft Windows or the PC or anything like that. Bill Gates deserves every dime he gets. Um, Jeff Bezos deserves every dime he gets. Because these guys have innovated in a way that I could never do. They have taken risks. They've spent their money. The capital didn't just come in. The capital, they put up the capital. So that guy digging in the street doesn't deserve their money. Because he didn't do any of that. He has the opportunity. He can say, I'm not digging ditches anymore. I'm going to do a podcast with Gene at Dumbass to Talk in Politics, and maybe we'll make money, maybe we won't, I don't know. That's a risk. A job is not a risk. You don't put anything into a job. These guys put things into their company. They deserve everything they can get. And I find it disgusting that the Democrats, well, the left, wants to take away from the people that have invented, that have made this country what it is. The Jeff Bezoses, the Bill Gates of the world, the Elon Musks of the world. They want to take all of their money. And by the way, all those guys, just leave the country. That's what they'll do. They'll leave the country. That's what happened with one of the um, one of the Facebook co-founders. He left the country, went to the Philippines. They don't charge him tax. That's what's going to happen. It's going to be us that's stuck here paying the bills. California, Elon Musk left the state because he, he's, he's leaving the state. He can't stand it. Daily Wire, leaving the state because they can't pay the taxes. Joe Rogan, leaving the state, doesn't want to pay the taxes. Gene of DumbassToTalkingPolitics.com, which isn't making any money yet, leaving the state. He doesn't want to pay the taxes. Very interesting article. Uh, visit DumbassToTalkingPolitics.com. 
take a look at the link. Uh, you have to have a subscription with the Wall Street Journal, but it is an excellent article. And what I'm thinking is we may go over some of, because Joe Biden's actual policies on his website, kind of long. Maybe we'll go over some of those. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to get to the next story. I'll have to do that tomorrow night. That's okay. It's a good story. I've actually got three more stories, but uh, I knew this was going to be long. I just wanted you to get ready for the debate tomorrow. And so you understand what um, Donald Trump is going to hit Joe Biden with, if Joe Biden can even get a word in edgeways. So you can follow me on Twitter at RunninFool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. You can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, and YouTube. You can visit my website at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs>